Hello, Janet. Once a month doesn't seem often enough to get together with you here in the studio and learn from our guests. Well, indeed, Dan, and hello to you too, and hello to all of our listeners in radio and podcast land. Welcome to Church Matters. Our regular listeners will know who we are, Janet, but for first-time listeners, they may want to know that you are Janet Plennert. And you're Dan Dick, and together we host Church Matters, a place where we ask questions about the life of the church at home, across the street, and around the world. So what's our topic today, Dan? Our topic for today is conflict in congregations. Our guests are David Pankratz and Lois Edmund. David is the director of the Institute for Community Peacebuilding at Canadian Mennonite University. David has special interests in understanding the interactions of different cultures, accountability, and positive dialogue. Lois Edmund is assistant professor of conflict resolution studies at Menno Simons College and a consulting clinical psychologist. She has particular interests in the relationship of psychology and faith and also serves on the Congregational Mediation Team of Mennonite Church, Manitoba. Well, I think it's fair to say that more people than not have experienced conflict in their congregations. And on one hand, it seems like the church should be the last place to find infighting and conflict. And yet, conflict is a normal part of life. Sometimes we do find ourselves disagreeing with others so strongly that we allow self-righteousness and anger to overcome us. As Christians, we shouldn't be surprised to disagree from time to time. We are human. But I think what's more important is to handle disagreement in a way that honors God so that how we resolve conflict can be a witness to others, both inside and outside the church. Janet, sounds to me like you've studied some scripture, and I think you even have a degree in theology. Is there any biblical guidance we can share to help resolve conflict in the church? I think the passage that is also our theme for Mennonite Church Canada's assembly this summer, Colossians 3, 12 to 17, is very appropriate. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Those are words of wisdom, Janet. Yes, but I think our guests are waiting and I'm ready to engage them. Do we have a song before we talk to our guest today? We do. Take a listen to this short, simple, but beautifully poignant melody from Brian Moyer Suderman's new CD, A New Heart. The song is called I Can Hear Your Message, and it's quite appropriate to our theme today. I can hear your message, I can listen to you. Pay attention cause I know your words are true I can let them change me what I say and what I do I can hear your message and I can be your messenger too 
Welcome back to Church Matters. In our guest chair today, we have David Pankratz, Director of the Institute for Community Peacebuilding at Canadian Mennonite University, and Lois Edmund, Assistant Professor of Conflict Resolution Studies at Menno Simons College. Welcome to Church Matters, both of you. Thank you for asking us. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here. David, I've heard that at any one time, 20% of congregations are in a serious conflict of some type. How do we interpret that kind of uh, high ratio? That is a high ratio. It means that if there are 10 churches in your community, two of them are at any point in time experiencing significant conflict, which seems really high for a place in, in which we, we have come to understand is a safe place and not a conflicted place. The reason for that level of conflict is because church is extremely important to us. It, it, we hold it in a deep place. And that means that uh, we want to be recognized for our work in that context. And even a slight word, wrong word from uh, someone in leadership can make us feel lack of recognition. Um, we want to be able to act meaningfully in a way that's important to us. And if the church takes a different direction than we think is important, we run into a problem. And we feel like we belong there, which means we don't just run off and go do something else uh, when we run into a difference. We don't want to be the one to leave because this is where we belong. Those things mean that if we don't deal with um, the differences that come up as they come up, we end up in very deep uh, serious conflict because it means something to us. And that's a good thing because we want church to be meaningful. Is there good and bad conflict in a church? That's a very good question. Most people assume that all conflict is bad. In fact, I got a phone call when we were doing a workshop called Conflict, a Gift to the Church, in which the caller indicated in no uncertain terms that conflict was bad and proceeded to describe why. Well, what he was describing was conflict that had become destructive, not conflict in the sense that we understand it in conflict resolution work, in which conflict is simply normal and natural when two people or groups get together and have different ideas about something. That's how we understand the word conflict. You have an idea that uh, we ought to go out and start a daycare program, and another person has an idea that we should be spending our energy knocking on the doors of neighbors uh, to the church and getting, getting them interested in the church. Those are two different ideas, and that is a conflict if it is dealt with in good ways and people are allowed to express themselves and move towards a resolution. That's a good conflict because, it, in fact, the church will generate a program uh, out of that out of that difference of opinion that it wouldn't have if that difference of opinion had never been expressed. Because of the passion of people in exactly the kinds of examples you've given, do you think we, we take ourselves too seriously? We do take ourselves too seriously. 
And by that, I don't mean that what we are holding on to is unimportant. It is important. What I mean by that is that we don't take the other person seriously enough. And the balance needs to be there, where when we come to a, a context with a very strong idea, we need to understand that the other person coming with a different idea holds that idea just as strongly and attaches it just as much to their spirituality as we do. A conflict that I'm familiar with from two decades ago was, was over church music, which is not atypical. And I knew people from both sides of the conversation. And the side that wanted hymns couldn't understand why the younger people didn't want to have a deep spiritual experience at church that would be engendered only by hymns. The people with who wanted the livelier music that young people enjoyed at that time and now couldn't understand why the older people wanted to shut themselves off from the strong emotional connection to God that they felt when their music was being played. And they didn't take each other seriously at all. They only took themselves seriously. David, what are some patterns of behavior that set the stage for serious and ongoing conflict? Well, the first pattern of behavior is that avoidance of the difference. And this is a, actually a natural avoidance because for most of us, our experience of difference, particularly in church, because remember, there's deep things going on here, is that when we have differences, things blow up. So the, the pattern we develop out of that is let's not talk about our differences. Well, that, in fact, is a pattern of behavior that leads to destructive conflict because at some point in time, it comes out. It's like it's a bird of prey waiting for the right opportunity. And suddenly something else comes up. Okay, now we have a conflict and I can throw this thing in. And suddenly people are throwing all of their stuff into the pot and, and it boils over. So that's one negative pattern of behavior. Others are found in the Colossians passage you read, uh, people becoming impatient with each other. Uh, people not addressing each other with humility, uh, a lack of kindness. And it can be as much as a single sentence. One couple I know avoided church for six months because the pastor had said one sentence to them involving their contribution in church, and for six months they wouldn't go. The pattern of behavior there was one of avoidance. Rather than going and talking to them and clearing it up, they avoided the conversation and stayed away. Lois, what are some of the signs that would suggest that a congregation is appropriately dealing with conflict in a healthy way? I think we have to realize that there isn't just one type of conflict, that there are conflicts that lead to growth and understanding and deeper fellowship. There are conflicts that destroy fellowship. Uh, what I would call healthy conflict is conflicts that do two things. One is they solve the problem and Two, they preserve the relationships. More unhealthy conflicts that really cause problems are ones that become a contest, one where it's a win-lose. I will win this and you will lose it. It's a fight to destroy each other through spite or scorn. It's a competition that makes it unhealthy. Preventing conflict is not the same as avoiding conflict. Preventing means cultivating healthy relationships and patterns that will help solve the problem before the disaster happens. And I think that the Colossians passage that Janet read is beautiful for that because it talks about the qualities that will help when a conflict arises. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
David, I understand you and your colleagues are working together to offer a course at the Institute for Community Peacebuilding in resolving congregational conflict. Can you briefly tell us about that and where listeners can go to get more information? Yes, the Canadian School of Peacebuilding, which is another program of Canadian Mennonite University, offers courses in three weeks at the end of June and into July. And one of those courses is going to be led by Lois, and specifically on congregational conflict. And what we're excited about as Congregational Peacebuilding Partners about this course is it's really the first time that we're offering to church leadership and denominational leadership a full program of the basics that are need to be in place in order to deal with conflict well. Peace studies at Canadian Mennonite University is not about how we eliminate conflict. Rather, it's about how do we let God transform conflict and turn it into growth for our congregations. So when we talk about peace, it's not about getting rid of conflict. It's about how do we create the conditions that lead to a rich, authentic relationship that can accommodate conflict and move through it smoothly. So the Congregational Peace Building course this summer will be looking at those conditions. And you can learn more about uh, this course offering on the Canadian Mennonite University website and under Canadian School of Peace Building on that website. David, Lois, thank you very much for coming in and talking with us today. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Our guests today have been David Pankratz, Director of the Institute of Community Peacebuilding, and Lois Edmund, Assistant Professor of Conflict Resolution at Menno Simons College. As always, we'd love to hear from you about this or any other of the Church Matters programs. Please contact us at office at mennonitechurch.ca or call 1-866-888-6785. Thanks again to all our listeners in radio and podcast land. My name is Dan Dick. And I'm Janet Plennert. You've been listening to Church Matters, where our prayer is that you will be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Tune in again at this same time on the third Sunday of every month to hear more about the many ways that church matters. Thanks for joining us. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.